Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. You've got the home of the truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. I got a chance right before Christmas uh, to go on a warm, sunny vacation. We went to Maui. Jonathan Smith, Oregon State football coach, fresh off a trip to the islands, I'm told. How are you, man? You got a suntan? No, I tried to stay out of out of the sun as much as possible to not get burnt because I don't really tan. I go from red back to white, you know. <laughs> What do you? What do you like? What's that like for you? Do you have an easy time decompressing, or does it take you a few days to kind of realize you're on vacation? Yeah, I've gotten better at it. It's not, uh, especially early on. It was it wasn't easy the first few years. Just you know, working through it. But now, been doing this for a little bit. Know that it's important, especially the family time and not being distracted. Uh, so I've gotten better at it. Not completely removed all the time, but plenty of time with the family spent was just with them not not worried about too many things did you do a luau no i we didn't we talked about it uh i'd like to do it especially with my kids i think they'd like it uh yeah. but we didn't make it this time <laughs> look I, I, we haven't talked i think maybe once after the end of the season but it, it was fantastic and it was fun to watch you guys and watch you get results after several years of seeing you build and build and build uh, I know you don't like, you don't want to look back too much because you got a spring that's starting in a week and another season to come. But looking back on last season and ten wins, how gratifying was that for you? Yeah, there's a lot of good there, uh, a lot of work. Uh, I appreciate kind of the the people involved. That locker room was awesome. Uh, the chemistry and togetherness of that group was something special, and I think it played out on the field a lot of times in games. I thought the staff, you know, did a phenomenal job working with these guys, and so. It was. It was gratifying to be a part of it um, in a lot of ways. You're always that coach, and you're feeling like we still left some things on the table. But yeah. um, that's why you get another year and anxious about starting spring ball and starting a new chapter. When you say left things on the table, my mind went to Washington. I think you could have won that game. Where did your Where does your mind go? Yeah, we had a couple of tight losses that, you know, you could have done some things better. At the same time, we had some tight wins, you know, that, you know, changes season. So, there's always some give and take there, but uh, and especially now we've been analyzing all the tape from last year, watching all these cut-ups, and we could have done this a little bit better than that. Uh, your mindset's always looking to improve. Jonathan Smith, Oregon State football coach with us. Um, you get a quarterback in the transfer portal in DJ Uingolele. I think I did okay with that. But um, what what does he bring to the program? Well, he's been great. been here uh, almost two months. Um, I think he's went to work and fit in well. Uh, the guys, it uh, seems like, and really enjoyed himself. Um, I appreciate it. He's tried to be, you know, out of the limelight, you know, just going to work and, and understanding that he's got work to do. So I'm, I'm definitely anxious to get him out spring practice and, and work with our guys. And I do think we upgraded the, the talent slash the competition in the QB room, not just with DJ, but Aiden Childs arriving here as well, freshman that we think has got a huge upside and been returning. So we got three guys there that we're we're anxious and excited about. Yeah, when you uh, when you look at that room, maybe compared to when you walk in, no disrespect to the guys that were there when you walk through the door, but 
feels like you have depth and talent there that maybe this program hasn't seen in a while. Well, as a complete room, I'd agree. I mean, we do got we got some talent uh, in there, and now it's our job to be able to tap that tap that talent so they're playing to their full potential and comfortable and playing at their best. Uh, but hope, you know, each year that's what you're hoping as a program. Each position room uh, gets better each year, and I think we do, we've done that at quarterback. What did you see with DJ when you looked at film? Because you know you're a quarterback guy. Do you see a guy that has had some bad habits or is one or two tweaks away from maybe being uh, you know a better player? What do you what do you see when you look at him? Well, you watch the tape, and he's got you know a good arm strength. Uh, I I like the tape. He's played a lot. I mean, this guy's started a bunch of games, been played in big stages. Um, can make all the throws. You can tell on tape he's competitive. You know he carried the ball a decent amount and ran physical and, and tough. Um, there's all kinds of scenarios of why guys you know need a change of scenery um, and the way maybe things were going in some regards. I don't know all the ins and outs of that. I just know that meeting him, learning his story, talking to people at Clemson, Dabo Sweeney, and then. And now being around him for two months, um, I think he's a great kid that loves the game, that's ready to work and has been working, has talent, and that's the type of guy I want to coach. What was it like to recruit with the 10-win season under your belt? Yeah, yeah, it's, it definitely helps, man. People take attention <laughs> of it. and I mean, we're trying to you know, accelerate this recruiting process so early these next few months and recruiting visits kicking back starting in April and, 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 and you know, added to what I think we – we were able to sell of the place, the people, and progression and the development of players and now winning a bunch of games. Yeah, because before, like, let's go back like four years, what are you selling? You're selling playing time, right? Hey, come here right away. You know, there's opportunity for you right away. Now you're saying be part of something that we've built and it's got some momentum. Yeah, we just got some proof in the pudding now, and people can look at it. And again, winning is huge. There's no question in this, but the, we can point to some other things: at graduation rates and development, and, and you know, draft picks in the National Football League, and style of play that's been consistent, continuity of a coaching staff that's a little bit unique nowadays in college football. And so, we got a, a lot of good things to sell. All right, spring ball. Um, you, you know, how do you approach? your spring with this team and you know is it same old same old for you or are you doing some things that are different that you've picked up you know it's a little bit a lot of same old same old because again spring ball is an awesome time to dive into your own team individual players and look for adding depth building skill you know improvement from the senior to the freshman when i say there's a little bit different you know these last couple of years with guys having an extra year we've got plenty that are still that have been around here older players mature i mean some of these guys got 30 starts under their belt yeah. um and so just being cognizant of the wear and tear on them and and forcing the issue with guys that are younger maybe your your second string you want a bunch of those guys improving to be pushing the envelope to be starters um, which maybe year one or two is a, a little bit different mentality Somebody asked me something, and I think I know the answer to this, but I, I, I want to pose it to you because you probably do know the answer. That they, you know, they look around the Pac-12, they look around college football, and they see assistant coaches jumping here, jumping there. You have been able to keep your staff largely intact. How and why has that been possible for you? Yeah, I, I mean, one, I think they, the staff we have has a belief in what's, what's taking place in here. Uh, the approach we have, the day-to-day, -day, I think the culture we've got, the type of player we're looking for to recruit, uh, how we're coaching, and then how the type of, you know, father, husband they can be in the town like Corvallis and the uniqueness of that, I think the, the guys value that. Uh, again, 
we've had staff have plenty of opportunity. These guys are a lot of them ready to coordinate, ready to be head coaches, and now they're just picking and choosing when they're when they're wanting to do that. We've lost a guy or two um, a year on on average, but yeah. majority of them, I think they like what they're doing, and uh, I definitely appreciate them being a part of it. How does that help you when you when you're not having to fill and spend your time going out interviewing, searching, talking? you know, looking at four or three or four new coaches. Yeah, I think it helps just, uh, well, one, they know the player better. They've recruited them. They've been around them. They know what their strengths are, what they need to work to improve on. They've built stronger relationships just because they've had the time to do it. Uh, so you can dive a little bit deeper into each individual player. I think the familiar of the, the scheme on each side of the ball, that there's value in that going to years two, three, four, um, they speak the langu same language as, as staff on each side, and so that's that's huge for well, definitely for me. That puts me at ease that we got some big time people running things. Yeah, Pac-12 is negotiating this TV deal, and you know I keep telling people that you know we had your university president on the show yesterday, and she said, look, uh, we we share common goals. She seems uh, confident that the conference is going to be fine. That you're going to get a deal done. You have no control over this stuff, but you're probably asked about it on a daily basis. Like, how do you field those questions, and how do you handle that noise? Yeah, a little bit like you're saying, don't have much control of it. Um, obviously very interested, you know, care deeply on this conference and university, but just not in those circles. Would have loved to be in some of those meetings uh, that the CEO group's about, yeah. but ultimately you try to control what you can control and that's what we got right in front of us a spring ball focused on that i do have confidence this league has a long rich history and tradition um and that's some real value there um and there's good coaches good programs confident that at the end of the day we'll we'll work out something that'll work well yeah and it looks like with the expanded playoff that there's some incentive there that you basically you win the conference, you go to the playoff. I think that's great for college football. The, the Pacific time zone not being part of the playoff has been a problem. Uh, it bothers me. Does it bother you as a kid who grew up on the West Coast? No, I definitely love those kicks at 1230, and you want to get on national stages and yep. uh, those kind of things. Uh, at the same time, there's opportunity, evening games, as much as you know, they, they throw some wrinkles, I'll, I'll describe it as, into you know fan experience and your own schedule and the players and, and things. Well, if you're the only one playing, then you're the only yeah. one people are watching. So there, there can be some benefit. All right, let's uh, let's talk about uh, last thing here. You're losing some guys that played a whole bunch of games too. You have guys coming back, but a kid like Jaden Grant, who's he got like seven degrees, and he's you know he made big plays for you. How do you um, how do you replace the loss of some of those guys that were there with you the whole time? Yeah, it's uh, well. The number one, it's always college football. You're always replacing every year. I mean, you're gonna have to. You're losing some pieces, but you're right on. I mean, we've got some experience that we're losing, especially in that secondary. Jaden being a huge part of that, and sometimes I think about just your team and the culture. You don't only lose, you know, the expertise on the, the field on Saturdays. You lose so much of the work ethic, leadership. Um, that those guys represented with Jaden, you know, and Rajon and Alex Austin at corner, both of them were, you know, all three of them, huge to our secondary. I think about Jack Coletto and everything he did for the plays. So, yeah, you're going to lose pieces, and schematically you got to adjust, right, and you got to put other guys, and that's why we want to develop, and younger guys need to step up. But at the same time, we want to be able to replace the leadership uh, of, the, uh, of the team and 
that's what college football is. You know, sophomores become juniors, juniors become seniors. You got younger guys that go through the program, know what it looks like, and they become leaders of the team. All right, you're looking out your stadium, your your office window at your stadium. Uh, you've watched this construction thing. Uh, what do you see when you look out that window now? Yeah, it's it's coming. I mean. Shoot, I think they're ready to put some seats in on the lower end, actual seats in there. I'm going to sit down when I get a chance. But this thing is uh, is going. You can totally tell where, you know, the sight lines and proximity to the field and the top part, and that thing is going to be rocking. Uh, crowd noise, home field advantage, can't wait for it. Are you staying on the uh, same side of the field, or are you flipping sides? Yeah, same uh, – Currently, the plan is to stay on the same. I like the side we're on because we got the yeah. student section right behind us. Now, some people yeah. would say it'd be better for it to be flipped, have the students right next to the, the opponent for distraction, all that. We feed off the energy of our students, man, and they yeah. got our back from, you know, pregame warm-up, um, so I love it. All right, so spring ball is coming up. Uh, it I, it gets my juices going, man, because I, I feel like it, this is like the calm before the storm, right? And spring practice comes, and I like getting out to your games. Um, will you uh, – do you want to put a call out? What do you tell What do you tell Beaver fans that may want to check out the spring game? Yeah, well, that will be a minute, you know, at the end of April. Hopefully we can get some practice done so we look decent. Uh, it's, spring ball is great. Yeah, the fan experience, we want to have our fans interested – um, and following the program, um, but I do feel like Springs diving into your team, and and again all the way down to the first ten minutes of practice where it's individual, you get them in stances, and just I, I can promise our fan base, Beaver Nation, that we're going to go to work and and get these guys a whole lot better through these fifteen practices. All right, uh, Coach, I appreciate you and your time, and uh, look forward to talking down the road. And congrats on a vacation, man. Uh, we need those vacations, right? Because you you get. You get caught up in the work, and there's a lot of family stuff you probably miss, so I'm glad you got away. Well, I appreciate it. Yep, it was in February is a great time to do it with the recruiting being a little lighter and all that, and so now we kickstart and go March and April and May and into June. Yeah, meanwhile, we were all snowed in over here, so I hope you were having a good time on that beach. <laughs> I came back, and there's snow all over the ground, ice and freezing outside. And, uh. Just, uh, you can hold your spring practice. You do like you're over there in Hawaii. Oh, by the way, here, here's another one. So my brother is coaching at one of the high schools in California that you've invited the coaching staff to come hang out at practice in the spring. What? Why do you do that? Is that you know just kind of camaraderie, get to know people? It's you know people yeah. did it for younger coaches. That, that I think that's pretty cool. I, I do. I feel like you know giving back to the game. I remember when I would be wanting to go and visit people and learn more and more about it. Um, there's some value in you know getting relationship with high school coaches, especially in programs in all of the country, but California, Southern California. So there's some value for us on that end. So, and you never know, you might pick up a tidbit from a high school coach that's something they're doing or scheme that kind of thing that you know we can add some value to. I love that. All right, uh, appreciate you. Thanks for making time for us, and I will see you down the road. No problem. Thanks, John. All right, you bet. Jonathan Smith, fresh off the beach uh, in Hawaii. Uh, spring practice for Oregon State will start a week from today on the 7th of March. Their spring game, I believe, what did he say it was, April 21st, something like that? Uh, right around there, we'll uh, get you an update on that. But never too soon to start talking about college football and certainly that quarterback room. Look, there are some Ben Goldbrinson fans out there that are going to say, hey, what's wrong with Goldbrinson? He helped him win 10 games. He was uh, extremely effective in the role that he had. Um, I think Oregon State's room and that quarterback room that they have now 
with uh, DJ Uyunglele plus uh, a really talented incoming freshman. Uh, I think that room's going to be pretty interesting in, in that quarterback play at Oregon State, which I think it's been like, look, we've talked about the progression that Oregon State has made over the years. They went from getting blown out, you know, going 2-10, and ten, go, to being more competitive in games but not getting wins, to starting to win some games, to actually winning some games and qualifying for a bowl game, the L.A. Bowl, to 10-win season with only one question. Can Jonathan Smith find a QB? He went out in the portal, and DJ Uyunglele from Clemson, who uh, you know was a highly coveted quarterback out of high school, is out there and obviously saw what everybody else could see. Kind of like, you know, I don't want to compare it to Tom Brady to the Buccaneers, but it made sense when Tom Brady went to Bruce Arians and the Buccaneers. Like, he was the missing piece. DJ feels like the missing piece at Oregon State. Later in the program, we'll talk to an Oregon State incoming recruit who just won a state championship in wrestling. Leave it here. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. Enjoyed that interview with Jonathan Smith. Uh, nice to catch up with him in front of spring ball. We'll do the same with Dan Lanning at Oregon and maybe some others around the conference as uh, we try to cover a bunch of the uh, pieces of the conference. Bob Thompson, the retired president of Fox Sports Networks, joined myself and John Wilner on the Konzano and Wilner podcast uh, in an episode that was just put out today in which uh, we talked for about 40 minutes about media rights, expansion, why the deal, the Pac-12 deal seems to be moving so slowly, what's important to a media partner when it comes to expansion. For people who don't know, Bob Thompson uh, negotiated these deals on behalf of Fox for years and years and years and is now retired and consulting. And Thompson had some interesting comments, and I think it's worth talking about that a little bit here. Um, if you want the full podcast, you can get it. Uh, just look for the Konzano and Wilner podcast. But here's Bob Thompson talking about why the deal is so slow. I asked him if he's surprised six months later that the Pac-12 doesn't have a deal. Here's Bob Thompson. Am I surprised a little bit? But I don't think it's unheard of. Um, you know, if they if they hadn't come out and announced that they were going to start negotiating early, I think they'd still be in their exclusive negotiating window. Yeah, um, they've got 18 months more or less to go, I think, on their deal, year and a half. And so um, I guess what's surprising is that, you know, it's not done. I think everybody's a little surprised at that. But, you know, deals have a life of their own. Um, some just take longer than others for a variety of reasons. Um, new partners, new distribution models, a variety of factors can slow down the process. Could you explain how, like a hypothetical example, how a new partner slows it down? Like what are you actually talking about with a new partner as opposed to just, you know, changing the, the lifetime of the deal with a in a renewal situation? Like what does it actually mean? They're, you're going to pick a pick a company. Yeah, Pac-12 is going to Amazon, going to Apple, whoever. What about that? takes longer well a few things um 
just the fact that it's a new partner um, and somebody in this case, if we're talking about one of those one of those entities, doesn't have um, a ton of experience or a ton of um, related experience in the collegiate world, which is slightly different than what you deal with in the professional world. So the lawyers have very significant um, work to be done in terms of drafting agreements. You have a variety of things related to selection process, um, you know, distribution, prohibitions, distribution, uh, allowances, all those types of things that can get very, very uh, minute, and, but still are very, very important. And for a first-time uh, partner, it's, uh, just, it just takes longer. If this was a deal or a renewal of a deal between, say, ESPN and Fox, it probably would likely just be an uh, extension or an amendment to an existing deal as opposed to recreating the, the wheel, so to speak. Uh, those can get done you know, very, very fast because the language is all there. All you have to do is change the dollars. And, you know, if there's any selection process changes or any additional product added to the agreement that wasn't in the previous agreement, um, those things have changed pretty quickly. But, you know, introducing a, a new partner, especially one that hasn't had experience with the conference in the past, just creates a whole different level of, of um, minutia that has to be dealt with before before a deal can be announced. Look, uh, the ministers of misinformation in the marketplace are busy selling the idea that the Pac-12 is crumbling, that its imminent demise is upon us, that it's about to break up and splinter in a million pieces. Uh, but Bob Thompson's a guy who's actually negotiated these kinds of deals. And while he is in agreement that something needs to get done here, like this can't wait another two, three, four, six months, um, I think he's trying to help as a public service explain what is going on behind the scenes. You've got Amazon and Apple. They're new players. That's part of it. We'll talk expansion. I'll let you hear what he said about expansion, media, ratings coming up. Plus, we're going to visit with a high school coach who's got a lesson to teach. Stick around for it. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.